To be, that is the question. Uh -huh. I think, therefore, I am a legend. It's 24 7, 365. Parents advise discretion with thoughts like mine. Empires fall. You should know that these walls only up for protection. World on guard. Nice and pleasant nights, you folks. This week's episode is Mallory Krause. She's an actor that is living in the city for the summer and she's moving back to wherever she's from and going back to school. Uh, but yeah, um, basically, the main reason I wanted to do one of these intros is um, my mic was really, really low for the first like eight minutes of the conversation. I am there. I'm just very, very, very small. Yes, very tiny man. Um, but once it hits the eight-minute mark, everything kind of levels out and the sound improves, at least for me. Um, but you hear Mallory crisp, clean, and no caffeine all the way through. Um, seven up? Commercial reference. Nice. You weren't even alive when those were going. Nope, not at all. But anyway, um, if you're interested, I have a few stand-up dates coming up this September um, at the Broadway Comedy Club here in New York. So if you're in the area, please come see there. Uh, they're all every um, Thursday night uh, in the month of September at 11 o'clock. The show starts at 11 o'clock p.m. The other thing is uh, that I want to tell you quick is uh, this episode is brought to you in part by Patreon.com. We have a Patreon over there at Patreon.com. Uh, if you put in Wayward Wordsmith Co., you can support us that way. There are a few tiers, starting with a $1 tier. Which in which you get a dank meme a month. It's pretty sweet. And then $5 gets you access to all of our bonus episodes for all our podcasts. $10 we can put an ad here. Instead of me just advertising myself, you can get an ad there. And for 15 you get a copy of my book. And then all the rest of the stuff, they all stack. So if you're interested in those, please consider donating if you think we're doing good work here. Um, on that same note, I want to thank... Um, Chelsea Babcock, Tyler, Riley, and Cameron Clark for being our current patrons. So, thank you very much, guys. It really helps to not have this put a giant dent in my wallet. But enough of me yammering. Let's get to that good, good, sweet, good, sweet, good, good interview with Mallory Clau Kraus. Klaus? Yes, it was Mallory Klaus. Mallory Cross. That was okay. To be that is the question. Uh -huh. I think therefore I am a legend. It's 24-7, 365. Parents <laughs> advise discretion with thoughts like mine. Uh -huh. Empires fall. You should know that these walls only up for protection. For protection. World on guard, got them all on the edge. Walls at eight feet, barely balanced attention. Raising the heat, I could leave any second. Fall to the street and be home by eleven. Do an interview with KP on the session and laugh when he asks if it's passion or an obsession. Yes, the point I'm at, there's no difference. 
It was my monologue that got me into school. You were a velociraptor? Yes. From Gorgeous Raptors. I, I have no idea what that is. What is that? Er, um, okay, so it's a play uh -huh. about... Um, it's actually a, a feminist criticism on, like... Um, on like the the animalisticness of like society but it's an mm -hmm. allegory told with velociraptors okay but like it's a comedy and so it was it's really funny and so the piece that got me into school was yeah. um it's uh <laughs> the well first of all the the character's name was kabbalah so that attracted me to it because like you know like kabbalism is like uh it's that's jewish mysticism okay and then, um, so she was a, so she was a Jewish uh, velociraptor in a Jewish velociraptor family. Okay, so what's the differentiation made between the between a, a goy dinosaur and a like a regular dinosaur? The humor. Okay. And the connection between Just the family. Just how anxious the dinosaur is. Yeah. Okay. So like that was part of it, and then the whole monologue is mm -hmm. about like her like biting its dick off. Like, like just the tip, though. No, like the whole thing. Like the whole thing. Yeah. So a full like Marina Boppet sort of thing. Yeah, but it's all. But that's what happens. What it's. But so that's what the the piece is actually about. But like. Um, <laughs> Biting off someone's dick. Yeah. Okay. Um. But like the poetry and it's beautiful. So it's a monologue that rhymes. No. Okay. Does all poetry doesn't have to rhyme? I mean, oh, just the no, lang no, no. the language in it is really. Yes. It's good. Yeah. Raptor rises. Mm. It's very stealthy. Okay. I like the. I, this is the, a piece. I kid you not. That got me into college. Okay. <laughs> and where do you go to college? I go to Wright State. Okay. Um. And Wright State. Yes, Wright State, White State. <laughs> well, that's not, <laughs> that's not great. That's not great. The thing. It's what my said. playwriting teacher called it. That's not good. Do you have a racist? Playwriting teacher? No, he was like a cool dude. Like he was very like like bouncy and like you yeah, know very like expressive. Yeah, that doesn't make him not, not <laughs> racist. Like like Mel Gibson is like light and bouncy too, but no, no, it was just factual. Okay, so it's just like a lot of white people. No, it's no, and it's sad though. Like there should be like more of like a, a mixed raceness, more diversity in your campus. Yeah, but we're we're the new freshman class is apparently like very diverse. Cool. So um, you're an acting major there. Yes. Okay. When did you start acting? When I was five. Okay. Um, I was in a show. Uh, it was The Sound of Music, and my dad auditioned. Um, right. And I was, like, really pumped that he auditioned. So I was like, I'm going to be in The Sound of Music. And I wanted to be Gretel. But then the little girl in front of me, who was going to be Gretel, she said that she didn't have to say her lines. So then I was like, oh, my God. Well, like, if she didn't have to say her lines, then, like, I don't have to say it. So mm. granted, I didn't get the part. But instead, mm -hmm. I was um, – I was the the little puppet in like the behind the hill, the lonely goat herd yep. thing, yep. and um, I was a goat, and um, <laughs> okay. I had these ears um, that. No, I have real ears too, but I they know, were goat I know. ears. I just I have these ears. Yes, so they're made for walking, and that's just what they'll do. No, no, the no, the ears don't walk. <laughs> Like, that's a stupid that, song. No, no, it's all about if, female empowerment. I, as as someone who is 
claim to be a feminist. I'm shocked at you, Mallory. I'm shocked sh- that you don't like these boots are made for. Why walking. did we claim me to be a feminist? <laughs> Because you're a woman? I mean, I feel like it's the default setting. I'm sure there's, like, a lot of, like, non-woman feminists. They're like, I have a cut and I don't support women. Okay, so you said non-women feminists. I just assumed you meant male feminists. Like, <laughs> yes, there, there are those. But you, so non-feminist women. Non-feminist women. Yeah, 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 they're called, they're called homeschooled people. Oh, God. Yeah, no. Wait, that was a crack at you. I get yeah, it. Yeah, it was. It was I, I could have gone with Mormons, too. That's just offensive. Yeah, exactly. But I went with be playing a joke on myself because that's kind comedy. That's good. So you, you're, you're. No, wait. Can I finish? Wait, can I finish the goat story? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Okay, so, uh, so I had these ears, and then I kept dropping them. But then every time uh, I dropped so them, dropping your ears on during the play. Yeah, and then every time I dropped them, the audience laughed, and then like five, so you five. Started doing it on purpose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so then it was like these fuckers yeah. like. Me and so I am going to soak up all this attention. Mm-hmm. So then acting for like years became about like attention. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, then what's it about now for you? Now it's like completely the opposite. Now it's more like I need to do this thing in order to tell this story. Like, I want to make art to like change the world and like to, okay. well, I mean, so it's, I guess it's, it's attention in a different way. I don't know. It's like it's attention to be heard versus it's not about me. Yeah. Like I think the older I got, the more I realized like it's not about me. Yeah. Um. But I mean, I mean that's like with anything conceptually with life though. Mm-hmm. Wow, this got like real deep, like real fast, real deep, real fast. There you go. My good. This plank. Put your face on my hand. There. That is where you should be. You did it. You <laughs> okay. Yeah, so yeah, it did. That's what we do here. Um, but so yeah, so it's for social change. So do you think all, most of the politi- the theater you do is political, or is it just whatever get, stuff you can get? And are, are you trying to curate a career already? Both, but that's a lot of questions. Yeah. Can Take you start time. with one? Like, okay. Do, then are you do you just gravitate towards only political theater? I more so, yeah. Like the stuff that like makes me really like. Oh my god. This is why I do what I do. Is mm-hmm. tends to be more political theater. Like I saw Indecent. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. It was insane. I hear it's really good. I haven't seen it myself. I, I hear it's like really as good. a queer Jewish woman, I was like, I mm-hmm. there's so many things that like I saw that was like a a reflection of like so many things that I experienced like mm-hmm. as a person, and my friends kept telling me to see it, and then when I saw it. Like, then I understood why, because I had no idea what it was about, actually. Yeah. And I think it was really interesting. Um, but there were layers and layers of it that were so beautiful. And there's the whole scene that they talk about, um, like, in the rain. And because, um, like, okay, rain is supposed to represent, like, purity in general. So within the scene, they, like, keep working up to, like, what is the rain scene supposed to be? And then finally they reveal, like, what the rain scene is, which is, like, this, like, beautiful, like, moment between these two women. And um, I don't know. I just saw, like, this large, like, reflection of, like, youth and innocence and, like, laying, like, the Holocaust uh, factor on top of that made it very, like, I don't know powerful and they mm-hmm. had the there were so many technical elements to it like they literally took everything i was passionate about and they put it in a play mm-hmm. and i was like fuck now mm-hmm. i know why i do theater mm-hmm. and yeah. it was really creepy it was really really creepy right. like creepy cool 
And uh, so when did you you figure out that you... Why is my mic not picking up at all? What's the deal? Oh, no wonder. Um, and at what point did you realize, like, when you were, you were growing up that, hey, I, I, I don't just like men? Oh God! <laughs> and where and and to give a little context, you're you're from. It's not Iowa. It's, I'm not from Iowa. No, you're from where? I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio. Ohio. I'm from Cincinnati, Ohio. Ohio. Okay, I'm, the potato state. That is not the potato. That oh, I see the joke because Iowa's the potato state, and then you like missed. Iowa's not the potato state. It's totally the potato state. It's where potatoes are grown. No, that's the it's the corn state. That's Idaho. corny. Idaho. Idaho. I'll ask ya. Idaho, Iowa is a different place. Anywho, we'll call the whole thing off. But you were okay. So you grew up in Cincinnati. I grew up in Cincinnati. Um, And so, what's that like for a young queer Jew? (laughs) So, okay, can I let me answer the first question? Okay. So, because you like, then you like ask me like three questions. Okay. Um. Okay. So the. Yeah. Okay. Um. Wait, which question? I was there. You asked me two questions. Yeah, you You're were thirteen. You're gonna ask me about my queerness. Yeah, <laughs> and like, well, it's the same. It's the same question. Is like, when did you realize, and what was that like growing up? Okay, because so, you're in Cincinnati. Actually, Cincinnati is like very accepting. Excuse me, Cincinnati. Can we call it that? Why? Because I like. I think it sounds silly. Is that so? It's not like a colloquialism of people from. No, people from Cincinnati call it that sometimes. Okay, why? I don't know. It's okay. just like a weird Cincinnati thing. We All call right. It, okay, we call it Cincinnati. We call it the Nasty Natty. We call it Cincinnati. Mm-hmm. We call it Cincy. Okay. You hate all of those. Yeah, a little bit. Why a little do you bit. hate all I of those? I don't know. That's I just stupid. like because I'm in a bad mood. Like I think <laughs> is what it's like. Like fuck that. Yeah, it's fine. Um, I was in seventh grade. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, uh, my cousin gave me a copy of Rent. Okay. And I watched it, and I was because well, my sister said that she saw it, and she was like, "This is not a good movie. This is are we talking? Are we talking from content or technically? Uh, I think like technically. Yeah, it's not a good movie. Okay, so fuck you. But um. no, like it's like the content's fine, the music's well, yeah. fine. It's just like, <laughs> well, no, I definitely think the stage show is better. Yeah, the stage show is better, but like this movie changed my life, though. Oh yeah. Um. And I was watching it with my friend Lauren, and mm-hmm. <laughs> I remember going like I like I didn't have like a word for like at the time like what a lesbian was or whatever. <laughs> um, I was just like watching like this story, and I was mm-hmm. watching like this story unfold. And so um, like Lauren and I decide that like we're gonna have musical night. Yeah. Well, we're just gonna watch all the musicals, but like Rent has to be first. And did you end up just watching it over and over and over again? Exactly. Yeah. So I watched it over and over. <laughs> <laughs> so I watched it over and over again, and I kept showing it to everyone in Loveland uh, Middle School. Yeah. And like I was like the one who brought Rent to Loveland Middle School. Okay. And um, just yeah. Look at these gays. Look at these female gays. Didn't know what gay was. Mm -hmm. Look at these two females who, like, have a semblance of something. Mm -hmm. Um, So there was that. And then I remember um, 
So then good old Aaron Ellis was uh, moving away, and uh, I was friends with her, and um, I was sad that she was moving away, um, and I remember thinking about it uh, for a bit, and then I had a, this dream, and this mm-hmm. was like around the rent phase, mm-hmm. um, that I kissed Aaron in a theater. Like, mm-hmm. this is fine, because Aaron knows this story, and it's really funny now, because like, no. Yeah. <laughs> um, and um, so I had this dream that I kissed her in a theater, and then um, I like, I had been very much into dream theory for like the longest time. And like my dad and I would like talk dream theory forever at the, mm-hmm. at the kitchen table. Yeah. When you're 13. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I was a very different 13 yeah. year old. Actually, I've, I had always kind of felt that too yeah. in terms of like, I don't know, the things I would be interested in, the things I would talk about, like even like as 13, I was, mm-hmm. I don't mean to like sound presumptuous, but like I've always kind of felt ahead of my time. Like I read like report mm-hmm. cards from a Sunday school teacher that said like, uh, like she's different now, in a way. Now you just said Sunday school. Yeah. Like, do you mean like church going Sunday school? No, or? Jew Sunday school. I'm what's really, that? I'm really Jewish. Yes, but what's Jew Sunday school? Oh, I, okay. So I taught there and I also went there like every single Sunday growing up from K through high school. Um, yeah. But what is it? Uh, so the older you get, the more you get to like choose different subjects, but you learn like Hebrew and you learn about like okay. Jewish culture and Jewish holidays and everything. Okay. And that and that's the thing. Am I wrong? Is that the thing that um leads up to a bar at bat mitzvah? Is that correct? I mean, or no? like that's a whole separate thing. That's a whole separate thing. So there's that school and then the other thing. The whole like yeah. okay yeah. Um, but anyway, one story back. Um, yeah, you had this dream. So yeah, I had this dream, and then I dissected the dream, and it turns out that like um an empty theater like translated to like um like something like things that were like related to sexuality. All right. So it's a big cavernous proscenium arch. Yes. Not at all like a twat. I see what you did there. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm very sophisticated in my humor, Mallory. Ha. Irony. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm supposed to laugh away. (sighs) So you had this dream. So, yeah. And then I like thought of (laughs) So then I thought about the dream and I remember calling my friend Emily and I was like, it was the first time like I, I was like, hey, what is this thing? I'm going to confide in you. Turns out she bullied me. Um, we're friends now. <laughs> All right. Um, that was a roller coaster. It was quite a roller coaster. Um, but a very short one. It was the one up, whoop. down, done. But anyway. Whoop. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah. My penis. Yeah. 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 It's right there. Like, what do you? My penis is right there. My penis is right there. But. So, okay. And then it was. So I was like, uh, there's this thing. And then then I shoved it and I was like, nope. Okay. I was wrong. Okay. And then I went to camp, Jew camp. Don't worry. Everyone lives mm. in Jew camp. Mm-hmm. It's that whole different kind of camp. Mm hmm. Uh, and um, there was a girl who was we had the okay we had like like share and tell like let's share our feelings around like the logs or whatever like program event thing and then you're like you boys put your logs back <laughs> no it wasn't me there was a girl and her name was Dylan mm. 
Yeah. Already in, already I, invested. <laughs> yeah. No. No, like women with like traditionally male names are awesome. I find. Generally. Oh yeah. No, she was really cool. I like looked up to her, and I don't really know if she would ever know that, but. Um, hey Dylan. Hey Dylan. If you're listening. If you're listening. You'll good know. job. Yeah. Good job. But she came out to our cabin, and it was difficult now, for her. Now, do you mean? She came out and visited to her camera, or did you mean like she sexually? Oh, sexually, <laughs> sexually, sexually, sexually. Okay, um, he's sexually, and the way that she was describing it, I was like, Oh, oh no, no. Mm-hmm. and so I think I tr- attempted to articulate it, yeah, and it didn't come out right. Uh, did you just yell at her, Same, like what? <laughs> no, like. The, I attempted to articulate me too uh-huh. in a way and it was yeah. very like I was like um, I feel similarly it was just like vague as fuck because I didn't know yeah. what that was okay so there was that okay so but then it like when I got to high school mm-hmm. and I met a very mean person and we were the best of friends yeah. before she was mean. Yeah. And then I became fascinated by her. And mm-hmm. she had everything together. Mm-hmm. And kind of like watching the way that she articulated it. And I went to like performing arts school. Mm-hmm. So, okay, Loveland is very different than Cincinnati. And I grew up K through eighth grade in Loveland. And Cincinnati was like this downtown dream world. Can we talk for just like a second that Loveland is just Loveland? Yeah, it's pretty cute. It sounds like the sexiest amusement park. I want to make love in Loveland. Yes. (laughs) Oh, do you want to go down to Loveland? Loveland. No, it's Oh, there's a fascinating few rides there. You know what I mean. Yes, of course. Oh, my God. That Um, actually brings me to a really, like, that accent brings me to kind of relating everything All right. as well. Fun story. Uh, <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, long story short, this person was really confident, and then yeah. I looked up to them, and I was like, oh, my God, let me fall in love with you. Mm. And then I was, uh, went through this, like, roller coaster journey in terms of, like, what does that mean? What is that relation or whatever. Mm-hmm. So then it actually, junior of high school, it actually started to feed into my art. Mm. And I realized that this was something I needed to start When you say this, do you mean that person or do you mean Both. your identity? Okay. Um, so the person, so sh- she and I were what I, think still hope that maybe she would validate as of in a relationship for about a, a month and a half okay and it was intense and probably way too much for a 16 year old to experience mm-hmm. and how were you both 16 she was a year older okay um and then i got cheated on okay and then Cat on a Hot Tin Roof fell into my hands. Okay. And the piece 
is that the is in the middle-ish of the play where she confronts Brick mm-hmm. um, about Skipper. Yep. And everything I was going through mm-hmm. probably is what attracted me to the piece. And I remember sitting down with my teacher and she was like, okay, just tell the story. Mm-hmm. Just like kind of fucking do it. Yeah. And then I like realized how much it like related to what was happening mm-hmm. to me. And I sat down and I did it. And then art became therapy. Mm-hmm. Okay. Which is bad and good. I, I personally, I believe it's mostly bad to well, be yeah. honest. No, um, it was bad at first, but like, be- yeah. Because like stuff like, um, Emotional recall is just reliving PTSD a lot of no. the time. Well, yeah. And like, it's like think of a traumatic event and then that'll like feed into that. And that's not healthy for the mind. But because like, then it makes the neural pathways a lot quicker exactly. to get there. But no, yeah. but that's that's taught wrong. You're not supposed to, like when you do as if thing, you're not supposed to do it like that because then you're reliving it in that. Yep. But like you're supposed to work off the feeling. Yeah. So I got really good at that. Mm. And that made me good. Yeah. So then I picked that piece for the Corbett Meyerson competition. This is a competition where there's like eight winners. Okay, what is it? Um, okay, so I went to, so I mentioned I went to an art school. Yeah. So they pick eight, it's like a talent show. Okay. But and like for the art school, but professionals come and watch it. Okay. And, uh, and so I won. Okay. But I won with that piece and I won with a piece from the Laramie Project. Okay which was a really big deal for me because mm-hmm. I stood on a chair <laughs> and <laughs> said that thousands of angels came to surround my queerness. Mm-hmm. And that was a lot. Okay. But I think I used art a lot growing up kind of to communicate this thing that I wasn't able to yeah. articulate and still have issues articulating. Yeah. That makes sense. I'm getting better at it. Yeah. So we're going to... Um, what sort of stuff are you learning there at the the, the right state college? The right of states. Mm-hmm. Um. So, uh, like, are you doing like Meisner techniques, Stanislavski? I know you talk a lot about viewpoints. Yeah. So that sort of stuff. Um. So we started with uh, Stanislavski and the basics. Yeah. Um, freshman year, and we read the book, and oh my god, like going to college. Yeah. Like. I learned a lot in high school. I went to a great high school. Yeah. I went, learned, went to a great high school that taught me technique, um, but college destroyed me. <laughs> yeah, in what and, way? Well, because a lot of the things that I had learned in high school, like they real, I realized I was being taught wrong. Well, how do you mean wrong? Wrong for you or just like incorrectly from the, like the- Like from a technical standpoint. Like, like what? Like, um, like the way as a thing was taught in high school yeah. was like to live it. Yeah. And like in college, they were like, "No, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. no, you work off the feeling." Mm. I don't know what you mean by that. Um, okay, so you're not supposed to get lost in like the actual memory of what mm. happened, but you have to take the feeling of what happened within the memory and you work it into what you're actually doing within the situation. Okay. Um, on stage. Okay. Yeah. So you're you're just projecting. Yeah, like for example, like uh, in the last play I was in, I was an alcoholic. Yeah. And I was looking for the wine bottle. Yeah. And so the times I was looking, like, desperately looking for the wine bottle that, like, led me to panic, mm-hmm. I had to replace, like, the, the concept of the wine bottle with something that was more important to me, which is, like, my blankie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I just, like, thought of my blankie for a sec. Okay. And then 
after that, like, I'm looking for the wine bottle. So you have a blanket that you sleep with? Yeah. What's that about? I don't know. Okay. I just... Just something I do. Okay. And, like, thankfully, something that's, like, really cool is that, like, I've had, like, the pleasure of, like, a quality number of intimate encounters and, like, that have happened, like, you know, like, as I'm, Mm -hmm. like, getting ready to go to sleep and I got my sleep mask and my stuffed animal and my blankie or whatever Mm -hmm. and, like, they're still cool with it. Yeah, it's almost (laughs) like if if you are an actual adult, you don't give a shit about that. That is interesting. You know, like, because, like, it's anyone who makes fun of you for that is just an asshole. Like, they're just not an adult. It's like, oh, okay, you need that to go to bed, whatever. It's fine. That's true. Like, on it, for me, it's a sensory thing. Like, yeah. I'm very... Mm, I wish I was more hyper-kinesthetically aware, but I'm very sensory. Yeah. Uh, inclined. Okay. So, like, and does that lead, lead to you, like, be overwhelmed really easily by, like, yes. like, a lot of stuff going on? Yes. Too much stimulus is bad. Mm-hmm. Um, and so is that related to the, the whole like anxiety ADHD thing? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Okay. Um, and so how do you deal with that? Um, I'm getting better at like acknowledging situations objectively Mm -hmm. and it kind of ties back to acting, which is Mm -hmm. really cool in terms of like, okay. You can't get caught up how you feel about a situation. You have to figure out what the character is literally doing. Mm. And that's kind of what I do in life. In terms of like... Um, okay, so, for example, uh, I, would, I told you about this. Like, I was, I was put in a situation where... Um, uh, I was at Jekyll and I was trying to voice a puppet while a kid was asking me where the bathroom is. I mm-hmm. can't pay attention to this kid right now. Mm-hmm. And so instead of getting overwhelmed, I have to finish. Like, I like I, I can't get upset in the moment yeah. because that's what's happening. Yeah. And so I, um, like, to, in order to calm myself down, I had to, like, like tell myself, like, what is happening. Mm-hmm. And that's what was happening is I had to finish what I was doing. Does that make any sense? Not really. So oh, I'm fuck gonna, but I'm gonna try and work my translator magic. So basically, you're just—it's pragmatism. Like you have to finish one thing first before you can move on to the next. Yes. So like the same way within this conversation, mm-hmm. where like you ask me three questions and I need to answer the first. Okay. So you just do one thing at a time. Yeah. Okay. You just take one thing at a time. But that and that's me just recognizing the way that my brain works. Yeah. Okay. Which I've been told is different. Yeah. Which has also gotten me in trouble. How do you mean? Um, I was in a show once in which the professor was like, someone told you that your brain is different and that you think slowly and that you think one way and now you are constantly in the way of yourself. That upset me because she was right. How do you mean? Like, how do you mean you're in your way of yourself? Like, she was trying to teach me, like, this dance or whatever, and I couldn't get the dance because mm-hmm. I kept telling myself, like, I think this way or I have this disorder or whatever. Okay. And I couldn't. So you're just working against yourself then? Yeah. Okay. Okay. That's interesting because you, you're not very slow. I you... No, but what's interesting is, like, projectally... Is that a word? No. What do you mean? <laughs> like, um... You mean the air that you put on? Thank you. Okay. Um... Your persona? Persona. Your persona? Persona. 
from Barcelona, your persona from Barcelona. My persona from Barcelona. So. <laughs> um, is it looks slow to other people. Really? It looks slow to other people because I look like I'm just stopped when really there's six or seven things going yeah. on in my head. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because, like, specifically, like, the first day I met you, we were bouncing off each other really, for like, quick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, like, yeah. that's the mark of someone who can, has a very high processing speed. Oh, yeah. And it's just, like, um, and I, I suppose coming from, like, I have a very specific brand of ADHD, but I would imagine also, like, not being able to pay attention in class makes you look slow. A- like, you... Yeah. Like, you... I have ADD. Yeah. Not AD. Wait. All the same. All the um, same? There's type A and type B. There's with with and without hyperactivity, but it's all called ADHD now. Oh. Um, yeah. Technicality. It's well, yeah, I'm like, Third down. Professors are concerned about it for me. Yeah? Why? Like, oh, especially freshman year. They were worried that, like, I would either be hyper-participant in, um, in conversation mm-hmm. um, or I would completely check out. Like, there's nothing in between. And was that correct or no? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, and that was really frustrating. Because for who? For me, because um, because I care about the work, yeah. and that sucked. Yeah. Why? Why? Like that's you're so you're either sitting and you're thinking about what they're saying, or you or or you have an idea. Because sometimes I'm I'm not. Okay, so you're not just blatantly not paying attention to whether what's going on, and I don't want to not be paying attention. Yeah. It's frustrating. I feel and I feel like I'm not in control. Okay. How do you combat against that? Well. The most recent professor told me that, like, the more s- the more I am concise and the more I, in m- my part in discussion, mm. just saying what I need to say and that's enough and not letting it be or yeah, whatever, that that would be helpful. And then the other thing, like, to being able to check in. And then the other thing is, like, I found myself attempting to like listen more i don't know yeah and how do you do that i take things and like i make it applicable and also they tell us they tell us to uh bring journals everywhere Mm -hmm. so i'm try to like write things down like if i have like a think for later okay then i put the i put the think down so that i or like and then i'll check back in so do you for a think for later, I assume you mean you have a little section that says think, thinks for later. <laughs> no, but I should. Yeah. <laughs> They're all jumbled. They all don't make sense and, together. And I assume you mean thoughts. Oh, yeah. I yeah. say think so. Just because you're quirky or? I suppose. Okay. I don't know. I've always said thinks. Hmm. Interesting. It's fine. Um, just, just clearing up that point. That's all. Um. But yeah, okay. Uh, and so you're just like actively just work, trying to work on your listening skills and to just put yourself in a s- situation where you have to? Yes. Okay. And so does journaling help in general? Do you remember things better when you write them down? Those are two different answers. Does journaling help? Um, your focus? Sometimes. Okay. Depends. But I do remember things more when I write th- in New York. Yeah, I've gotten so much better about that. Yeah, I would imagine so. Because there's no fucking way I could have done that yeah. without writing things down. Everything is on my phone on a schedule now. Mm-hmm. I and it's cool though. I'm like really proud yeah. of myself. Like, is that yeah. 
I've been late to appointments and I remember running into therapy like having an anxiety attack because I forgot I had therapy and I spent the entire therapy session just coming down from that yes yeah and I wasted her time and I felt bad um what kind of therapy uh the 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 on-campus therapy no is it talk therapy oh yeah okay there we go because there are some there are different different types right of therapy i'm learning about that okay how long have you been doing that um okay so fun fact okay i learned that for the past fractals several facts strewn about like there's a fractal. so many malaprops here yeah which is appropriate given who sang it mallory malaprop mm-hmm. yes okay so fun factals um, yeah i learned that for the past two years of my like two or three years of like middle school and high school life i was seeing a life coach and not a therapist okay a life coach is different than oh, a yes therapist. very I didn't I, know that until I, about like a week and a half ago. Okay. I would imagine the difference is a degree. It's huge. Yeah. No, like a degree that they have that they graduated from college with. I assume. I don't because, know. Because like anyone could be like pragmatic and practical and give you life advice, but it takes... I'm pretty sure she was certified in something. Okay. I'm sure. I'm sure as well. I don't <laughs> think like they just had this random woman, woman. just like give, yeah, <laughs> give advice to these children. You there. <laughs> Do you like kids? You no, like kids. that's fine. Come here. Um, so a therapist gives you tools and yep, um, and a and a game plan. Yeah, a therapist gives you a game plan. A life coach solves your problems for what they are in each moment. Okay. But yeah, which is kind of spooky that I went to a life coach for so long versus a therapist because the things I'm learning in therapy now have progressed me a lot more. Yeah. And it makes me sad because I don't know if there's a lot that I did or regret regret or advice that I took that was not good. I mean, you're here and you're queer and you're used to it. No. Um, yeah. But like, you're just you're fine. Like, I, I don't think you're... Okay, um, I, I don't think regretting it is going to be a useful use of your time. <laughs> like, true. like, but I understand, like, the, the potential that you could have been at. Like... Yeah, but how long have you been doing... I, I missed that, I'm sorry. Okay, so I've been in and out of therapy for a, a lot. Um, for, for a majority of your life? Most of my life. Okay. Um, Why is that? A lot of it, like, started with the whole ADD thing. Okay. They were like, you have ADD, we're going to figure out how to make that better but then therapy got expensive so then i had to like stop Mm -hmm. which is frustrating but thankfully now i go to college where therapy is free well that's great that sounds like a very good college you go to i go to this really cool school that is uh one of the reasons why i chose it is because we're the number one school for disabilities oh really yes neat everything is handicap accessible Mm -hmm. and we have an entire ODS office, which is like the Office of Dis- Disabilities, mm-hmm. that is made to help you have accommodations, like for test taking or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, and um, and so like um, like I have like friends who are like dyslexic who like take their tests like through ODS or whatever. And, right like, on. and also my and so it's like a lot of the, the reasons that why like. Uh, what attracts people to the school yeah 
That I would I would imagine so. So, but it's cool like having that combo like with people who are also artistic. Yeah. So. Well, I mean, I think the the Venn diagram of people who have a disability and people who have that are artistically inclined is almost a circle. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, we're here. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's. Yeah. Um, but that's really cool that they're super into that. Um, yeah. What What do you? So it's mostly for the ADHD then that you go to therapy still, or is it dealing um, with other things? Well, made a recent discovery. Oh yeah. <laughs> um. Hmm. So. You don't have to talk about anything you don't want to. Okay. I don't know. Uh, okay. There's a lot. Going back, like, okay, this will loop back to, like, the life coach thing. Yeah. So the life coach told me to cut the scary, like, the there's a girl who did not do nice things to me. Okay. And she told, my life coach told me to cut her out of my life. Yeah. And so now I have, like, a lot of pent-up things that I don't know about her or whatever and my like connection to her that I have to work through in therapy and unpack because I was told to cut her out okay and that's That's where that left off which uh leaves me in the dark of a lot of things that Mm -hmm. I have to work out in the therapies now here uh while you've been here in New York because you know you're just been here for the summer pretty much um has it been more difficult coping that now that you don't have like the support system going to therapy every week there's been instances in which I've been like triggered okay um so that's frustrating yes but but and so I I didn't have anywhere to go okay and but the first time that it was triggered here, mm. I'm really proud of myself of how I dealt with it. Okay. And that came from tools that I learned mm-hmm. in therapy. So that was cool. Yeah. Um, which was turning to the right people, like turning to friends or whatever, mm-hmm. um, like ident- identifying a situation objectively. Yeah. Um, because the thing about a trigger is that there's no reason why it should upset one you know i don't know i mean like there's the whole thing you say like feelings are valid or whatever yeah feelings are fact yeah yes that but because it is like you can't fight against it like this is how i feel okay we're we're working with this let's move on it's unpleasant but like you can't like just stop yourself from feeling something yeah you can like talk yourself down and you can minimize it but like you can't like stop it completely yeah i don't think no so but what were you saying what what's your yeah so what i on it on what the the thing you were saying the like you don't need like you don't need to let it affect you right when you see a stimuli that is triggering for whatever thing you have when the trigger happened i could Mm -hmm. have had a full-blown panic attack but i didn't yes i was like this is happening to me. Mm-hmm. I feel paralyzed. I understand paralysis. That's a feeling I've experienced before. I feel triggered by this. What do I need to do? I need to call someone to make me feel sane. I need mm-hmm. to make sure that I'm checked back to reality. Called a friend. Okay. Went to her house. Uh, friend for my program, mm-hmm. which is really cool because the people in my acting class, they're kind of like also your therapy people because like 
they're watching you go through all these things. We took an entire class that was all like, who are you? Mm. And all of us went through that journey together. Mm-hmm. And so they know everything. So, <laughs> so what you're describing are friends. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, but anyway, so uh, I found her, mm-hmm. went to her house, mm-hmm. spewed it all up, just talked, yep. breathed. Went to a different friend's house. Mm-hmm. Had a sleepover. Woke okay. Up, Moved fine. on. Okay. Um, a year ago, couldn't have done that. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I'm glad. <laughs> now, um, as someone who's both like uh, mentally ill and, and queer, how difficult is that? Like, is there a lot of overlap there? No. Like, I'm genuinely. No, seriously. Yeah. No, I I laugh because like I joke about it all the time yeah. because it's really real. Yeah. And, like, I think it's it's interesting that I, I don't I don't know anyone who is talking about, like, the connection between how real they are. But, like, <laughs> like the joke I make in my set is, like, uh, uh, I like my men like I like <laughs> – I like my men like I like my mother, manipulative and over – no, fuck, I messed it up. I like my men like I like my mother, um, neurotic and overwhelming. And I mm-hmm. like my women like I like my therapist, uh, manipulative and heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. So it's just this idea of like no matter what I'm looking for, like there's always going to be a problem. And mm-hmm. so like uh, like the anxiety of it comes mm-hmm. for me in terms of like, well, okay, so anxiety is all about the unknown. Yeah. Um, and so like the anxiety of it comes for me of like, okay, well, if I'm with a man, then like is this wrong? Yeah. And why do you feel that way? Um, because, well, that's like three stories. <laughs> but um, because I spent so long. Um, so, okay, the minute you realize, or the minute I, uh, like, found, like, bisexuality within my life, is also like another minute I have to realize like I'm other. And the more other you are and the more anxiety it causes. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I like the wrong part of it comes from like, oh no, like I'm not allowed to experience this or, or feel this thing. I don't mm-hmm. know, like I, I've just told myself that a lot. And I think that like, like but this is what happens to most people who that and I had a conversation with someone recently about it like like on the queer spectrum like because all your life people tell you you're wrong mm-hmm. so it doesn't matter mm-hmm. who you're with or whatever at some point someone's gonna tell you you're wrong mm-hmm. and that's frustrating I yeah. hold a girl's hand and someone you know, like could make a comment and I'm wrong. I hold mm-hmm. a guy's hand and I tell myself I'm wrong because that's that I'm I don't I don't know. Yeah. But there is this also this thing from my understanding in the queer community where bisexuality is a kind of a, a rough topic and as much as like it they tend to be otherwise ostracized by yeah. their what would what should be their peer group, yes? Well, yeah. <laughs> the, there's the other joke like uh i met a gay man once and he was like oh so you're bisexual the gays don't like you the straights don't like you you don't fit in anywhere and it was so sad to me mm-hmm. and 
And I think the, oh, God, the hardest part for me is, like, how much I'm realizing how passionate I am about, like, wanting to work in queer theater. Yeah. I'm really scared about that. Okay. Why do you think that is? Um, not 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 why are you scared? Why do you think that um, you're bisexual or ostracized by the rest of the queer, queer community? Um, I think it genuinely becomes comes from historically. Okay. Um, like my friend who made that comment was trying to kind of explain to me that like. Like, you're lucky in a way. Like, that's what he was telling me. Like, he was like, when you hold a guy's hand, like, you're lucky. that You know, you can hide in mm. that or whatever. You know, like, there's, like, that part of you that you can hide. Mm-hmm. Like, versus, it's like, like, I kind of, like, the weird joke is that, like, oh, well, I have choices, so I can hide, so I'm lucky. Mm-hmm. And yeah, because you're that, having your cake and eating it, too. Yeah, and that is frustrating because it doesn't feel fair to me because i don't feel lucky no at all i mean if anything i feel more anxiety about it Mm -hmm. like like i have to constantly tell myself to be okay it's like that moment Mm -hmm. in indecent and that's why i broke my heart so much Mm -hmm. like watching it like it was so beautiful just like watching them like kiss in the rain and Mm -hmm. the and the woman she she goes to the playwright when they try to cut out the rain scene she says there's no love Mm -hmm. like it's just sex there's no love Mm -hmm. and i feel like i cried so much watching it because that's my fight Mm -hmm. you know for so long it's just to be able to hold someone and say that's it all right and i think that that's what i'm trying to do with my art Mm -hmm. too which is probably why i feel like sexuality connects so much to my art which then connects to my spirituality and that's is shamelessness Mm -hmm. because that's what i want to fight for yeah and that's why i think um you when we met i was like you should do stand-up because that's what that's all about is finding out who you are and what you're fighting for and what you want to say and what your worldview is yeah and then also you're very funny <laughs> i think that and like going to open mics and stuff mm-hmm. a lot of that has given like okay so the open mic that i bombed yeah one of the <laughs> reasons you did your set backwards <laughs> i did my set backwards but I, honestly one of the reasons i feel like i bombed is i didn't have my clown on yeah you're just like showing up as mallory and you're like hey this is me yeah, I was yeah. I was spacey. I was I was like the parts of myself I'm not I don't know. Yeah, I mean a it's a fan w- of. Yeah. I was spacey. I didn't have it all together. I I showed up in like my flowy shirt and wear and my pants that give me a wedgie like mm-hmm. <laughs> and like the stand-up Mallory that mm-hmm. does really well. Yeah like is in a snapback has energy mm-hmm. and is like ready to party and ready to go yeah yeah what you're describing is uh, a bad day you had a bad day you had a bad yeah. brain day and that's okay they well happen. i didn't feel that way no no i didn't feel like it was a bad brain day i just feel like i went up there and you weren't in it there was that hmm. i just wasn't confident okay and i feel like when i'm up there on an open mic like in the times i feel the most confident or the times i 
you're in the snapback and you're doing all that and you put it you've built a clown yeah you built a clown that works the cl- and the thing that's cool is like the clown is an extension of me like, yeah it's still me it's, so it's cool. yeah um it's like there's no half measures you can't you can't half-ass a joke yeah that's why i like humor a lot because it's there's no there's no bullshit it's just either you're this thing and this is who you are and you are that logical extreme of that thing yeah or you're lying and like and in a weird way more than, to me more than acting um stand-up has to be honest yeah because otherwise it's just a lot of wank and people can like smell that they can <laughs> smell that wank yeah mm, that's a good wank like, smell honestly like the thing that's been really mm-hmm. cool is that like my journey mm-hmm. like it's so it's like so weird talking about it now like mm-hmm starting really self-conscious about this thing and also like no i'm really self-conscious my sexuality makes me so self-conscious yeah <laughs> like and i like wish i could tell people more of that too because mm-hmm. i feel like when people look at me they're very like oh yeah okay cool but like that's what i project that's my clown yeah is that like this is part of me and like this is awesome yeah and like I think that's that's part of integrating it into your life too. Like you, everyone is okay. Um, every, it's, it is my theory that everyone is this sad, scared child on yeah. the inside. You are who you are when you're alone, and most people are a little nervous. They're a little like they're like a little kid because that's who we all are. And so every everyone who's confident is playing at it until they actually feel it. And it is perfectly acceptable to lie to yourself until you actually feel a thing. Mm-hmm. And that's how you build confidence and that's how you build competency as well. Yeah, it's um that's that's everything. Like that's it's the same I think I've said this on a different podcast. It's those that know the language of acting and the language of therapy that can trick themselves into being confident. Because it's yeah. that's what it teaches you. It teaches you and to accept who you are and to lie to yourself in order to change your behavior. There was someone in an Oscar speech that mm-hmm. was like, the thing about acting is that it is the most human profession. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sung with me. Yeah. Made me think that I do the thing. It's not, it goes back to saying, like, it's not about me. Yeah. Like, it. There's aspects of my story that maybe someone else can relate to, or that's what I think I want to do. Yeah, and I think that's the job of any artist. And it's also this thing like everybody's relatable in some way if people are willing to relate to someone. Like that, if you have empathy for people in general, you're relatable. And then also like if you have an interesting story like you do, because you have a lot of plates spinning in your life, and <laughs> like there's got to like you should. Your story's worth telling because people will find comfort in it. I hope so. Yeah. Like, it's... There's a beautiful moment, and I think... I think it's in the Best Exotic Marigold Hotel. I think I was talking to you oh, about you this. talking about this, yeah. That Judy Dench says, what is the point of a life if it's not, it's not shared? shared? Yeah, and it is that. It's like you should share joyfully every part of your life and everyone should share joyfully every part of their even the bad stuff yeah because you know it's what keeps you level to quote goodwill hunting it wakes you up to the good times you had (laughs) and being in new york i'm just like learning more about what's me yeah what what markets i want Mm -hmm. how i want to market myself 
And so I'm learning about the kinds of stories I want. When you first showed up here, did you like double down on the on the gay? Were you like, no, I'm here, I'm queer, I'm in New York, I need to just be the gayest I've ever been? Was that what happened? Because I would assume, like, <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, uh, okay. No, I. And how was that? <laughs> it was really cool. Because didn't you like March in Pride too? Oh my god! What was that like? Incredible. Okay. Like okay, because so so I've marched in Pride every single year, um, like in Cincinnati since yeah. I was fourteen, and. Um and like even like my my best friend like who usually goes with me every mm-hmm. every year like he called me like during Cincinnati Pride he was like Mel I'm gonna miss you because oh, <laughs> it was just something that we did every time yeah. and like every time I did it like it's that monologue that I did with, Lar- with for the Laramie Project yeah. where I feel like I don't know like I cry yeah <laughs> I, I cried everything though <laughs> yeah that's also true <laughs> I just get so forclimped yeah <laughs> but there is a power in in a group of people of coming to an agreement yes about something moral so what happened to me um over spring break uh when we rise um was on tv and that was my entire spring break was watching when we rise which Mm -hmm. is a catalog of the stonewall yeah and i'm watching this thing over spring break Mm -hmm. and it was the thing that woke me up and i was like what the fuck am i doing (laughs) I was like, like, I was like, why am I not fighting? Why am I not doing Mm. anything? What? Mm -hmm. Okay. Like I had my movement piece, which is all around queer issues and whatever, but the people who saw it are like people who agree with this thing. Yeah. Sure. And I, it made me angry that I didn't know the history of this thing that I feel and this thing that makes me feel other. Yeah. So I dove into it, mm-hmm. and I read everything, and I started. I changed the play Doubled that I was down. Exactly, I changed the play that I had been writing for four years called Dear Celia, and I made it um, closer to the catalog of Stonewall. Okay. So when I got here, it was like all research within Stonewall and yep. the, and everything, and so I was like, okay. And now you're working a stone's throw from Stonewall. Exactly. Yeah. So then I, I placed myself there on purpose. Yeah, you know, I'm sure. So that would be my environment. Yeah. The hub. Um, yep. And now I, like, I eat my sandwiches at the memorial, like, most mm-hmm. times before I go to work. Yeah. And um, then I found a meetup for a queer mm-hmm. temple. Yeah. The concept of a queer temple is very, very foreign to me. I didn't even know it existed. Oh, really? Yes. Okay. I'm <laughs> and, not even Jewish and I know. Uh, but or the, queer. Or queer. Yeah. Um, so, like, the CBST, like, fought during so- Stonewall. Yeah. And there are members who were there. And... I looked at the catalog of the events during mm-hmm. Pride Month, like at CBST, mm-hmm. and there are all these amazing speakers from all over the world. And like, there's this woman. I I would bring my journal mm-hmm. to services and write down things people would say in sermons. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I got super involved in this temple and like the concept of like sexuality and spirituality I had never thought went together until this temple and this temple has their own prayer book mm-hmm. where they write down um it it was written only 10 years ago mm-hmm. and there are prayers in it 
and things that people read out loud that say like, uh, we were together during the AIDS crisis or we were together during this and it, it relates them. And mm -hmm. there's thousands of people in this one place and they're chanting this all thing, this like thing that I didn't have like a way to articulate. And I'm sitting there in this like euphoria and, and, and it gave this validation that I had never experienced before. And so then that led me to march in Dyke March in uh, like in all the pride events. And then, but the first thing was uh, marshalling for a pride event um, in which, and mar okay, if you don't know what marshalling is, so marshalling is like crowd control, is mm -hmm. making sure that there aren't any, any riots. Okay. So there didn't need to be much because it was just a memory of Gilbert, uh, the, the maker of the flag. And actually, the hmm. people who were the speakers there were actually all from When We Rise. Oh. So that was very full circle for me. Yeah. And I met one of them, too. Mm -hmm. And I met I met Clyde. Mm -hmm. And they told Clyde's story on the show. Mm -hmm. And and I hugged Clyde, actually, mm -hmm. and I thanked him. I was mm -hmm. like, thank you for the fight. Because Clyde worked with Milk. Yeah. Um, and... Actually, rather, Clyde hugged me. Oh, good. <laughs> Which is like something I'll never forget. Um, yeah. I'll show you pictures. Except for when you just did now. Ha, 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 ha. See what you did there. Um, and I wonderful. watched the first pride flag rise over the Hudson River, which mm -hmm. is Pier 40. Mm -hmm. um, and now I visit Pier 40 mm -hmm. all the time because it's associated with one of the first biggest memories Mm -hmm. that I had experience of New York where I looked at New York over sunset and said, wow, this is a really special place. Mm -hmm. And I can't believe this place gave me things to articulate that I never thought that other people felt before. Yeah. Good. I'm glad you're here too. <laughs> I think it's been good for you. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be so interesting going back. I'm sure. There's some people from my school who went here uh, to New York and mm -hmm. have had a couple experiences so we're all bond but everyone's mm -hmm. experience is different oh yeah the way I decided to experience New York was very similar to the a lifestyle I would have coming out of college a lot of people mm -hmm. who went to New York like went on programs or whatever but I mm -hmm. dabbled in everywhere yeah, like I want to know what this is like and if I can actually live here yeah that's very smart of you as well which I did, mm -hmm. I can. Yeah, that's why I stayed um, in between school years. I stayed in the city. Most people went home, like, in between school. I guess that's normally what you do. I was like, no, I'm going to live in the city that I live in now. This yeah. is my home, and I need to make sure that I can actually live here Yeah. All by myself. So I think that was a very wise decision. Yeah, and Jekyll has given me a lot, too, actually. Yeah. Like, I never thought it would. Like, I thought it was disgusting, and, like... <laughs> well, it is. <laughs> like it's... But there's some, there's some hope, and there's some glimmer there. But, like, I get to go to work and be paid to act yeah absolutely and that's a that's wonderful cool. thing and it's a rarity and like children draw me pictures and like come mm -hmm. back to see me mm -hmm. and i think it's good and i think you're in a good place well i haven't had a job in a long time that yeah. like i enjoyed and that <laughs> accepted me and paid me that is something that is not like what you you'll get when you move back here <laughs> unless you like luck out unless you really luck out right i'll come away. back though yeah <laughs> of course course but um thank you for doing this yeah it's been really fun it's good to i think you made some good points yeah and and that sort of thing that was the cools mm-hmm
The cools is that so that's the third Another. one. Yeah. The third Mallory prop. Mallory propisms. Mm-hmm. Enjoy the ride. 